Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I'm happy to be here. I have a very special guest on the show making her first appearance to the Sports Beat is midfielder Tanya Chavez of the New Mexico Lightning, and she is going to explain what she does and her background in soccer since I am the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Rapids National Indoor Soccer League team out of Columbus, Georgia. Tanya, is great having you on the show. I know that you can definitely help me out by giving me that terminology that I need to to brush up on my broadcast. Hello. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited. And I, again, just thank you for giving me this time. Um, you know what? I, I listened to some of your play-by-play, and I think you're doing great. I mean, you have an exciting voice. Um, I don't know what kind of feedback I'd give you. You do the play-by-play very well. Um, I did some color commentating back in college for the New Mexico Lobos. And um, I, I was like, man, maybe someone should give me some pointers. But I feel like you do a great job. Well, thank you, Tanya. I do appreciate that. And uh, tell me a little bit about your soccer background. You play outdoor soccer and indoor. You currently are the midfielder for the New Mexico Lightning. How is that going? And how did you get to where you are right now with your soccer background? I'm the team captain of New Mexico Lightning. I do play midfield. Um, you know, I started playing soccer at the age of seven. I grew up in Gallup, New Mexico, which is two hours west of Albuquerque. I currently live in Albuquerque. Um, my brother is older. My older brother started before I did, and I just fell in love with the sport. And I started at seven while he started like a couple years earlier. Um, so basically, uh, I played for the Gallup Soccer League. And then when I got to the middle school, eighth grade, ninth grade age group, um, I played for Gallup High School and then played club here in Albuquerque. So I would travel the two hours for practice once or twice a week, depending on how much school I was allowed to miss. And and then on the weekends for games. And if we did travel outside of the state for tournaments, I would also go and do that with my team. So to be honest, I learned the game of soccer playing for the Albuquerque club teams because that's where the coaches were at. That's where they got, um, they were doing the clinics here. And I think the coaches were just getting taught more than the coaches in Gallup. And so I, I learned a lot from them. I mostly had European coaches out of the UK. I had a, a coach from South America, from Peru. So I always been told my style is very unique. I, I play a very unique style, uh, mostly um, tactical and technical. I play a very fast possessional type of game. Um, but yeah, after that, I played college in Kansas. I played in Arizona. And then I didn't play the four years. I, I stopped after my freshman year. And I moved back to Albuquerque. And I joined the Albuquerque Lady Asylum in 2007 and then played in 2008 as well. We only had a two-year team 
and that we played in the WPSL, the Women's Premier Soccer League. Um, so that that was a great time. It was outdoor, of course, and I played wing for that team. I didn't play center mid. And then after that, I did try out for the WPS, the Women's Professional Soccer, in 2009 for the St. Louis Athletica. Uh, it was their inaugural season. I, of course, didn't make the team. Um, but the year after that, I went to France and tried out for a team there called the ASA Soya, and I made that team. Uh, but a bad injury to my ankle kind of killed that moment. And so then we come to 2013, I tried out for the Houston Dash NWSL and uh, didn't make that team either. But all these experiences helped me grow. And I found the arena soccer in July of 2019 here in Albuquerque. Um, we do have a men's team, the New Mexico Runners. They play in the MASL. But that's how I learned about it. They hosted USA versus Mexico in Rio Rancho, where Landon Donovan came to play for Team USA. And that's where I got introduced to the arena side. I didn't know that there was women's semi-pro arena soccer at all. And I got introduced to the PSL at that time. And, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, I don't really want to do it. I'm not sure if I want to play. I'm getting old. But uh, a guy named Philippe talked me into it. And here we are. Um, we've been a team since 2019 and played through the pandemic and yeah, just still trying to get us out there, honestly, as a women's side in Albuquerque. I tell you, that's great. And as the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Rapids, indoor soccer is growing. I tell you what, if you play indoor soccer, I can maybe give uh, head coach Miguel Galindo of the women's team and put in a good word for you because he's looking for players all the time. He was on my show on the other podcast I do called Columbus Rapids Weekly where he's talking about he's constantly signing players. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the thing is, is as I told you, I am getting older. But the thing is, it's age is just a number for me. I, I want to play until I can't. And I love arena soccer. I didn't think I was going to like it as much. I mean, I did play it a lot here in Albuquerque. We do have indoor teams, indoor leagues. And I was really more of an outdoor player. But honestly, since the 2019, I've turned more into arena soccer, the indoor type. And I enjoy it. And I would love another challenge. I'd love to go and do something like that. Um, so I would love for you to give his contact information or give my contact information to him. I would love to get connected with him. We definitely can make it happen. But what is your favorite thing about indoor soccer compared to the outdoor game? Indoor soccer is so much faster. So you've got to be really quick. You've got to have a great touch because there's not a lot of time on the ball. The defenders collapse on you very quickly. Uh, you do have to know where you're going to put the ball next. So I always try to have three options prior to receiving the ball. Whether I get the ball or not, that way one of them will be there. Um, it's not so much dribbling. It's a lot of passing and moving off the ball. It's quick. I mean, you sub often because you get so tired. Uh, you can't stay in the game for more than five minutes. you got to sub. And that's what I like about it. It's fast. It's like practically nonstop. Um, but like I said, I mean, you just have to have a great touch. And I just feel like it's more intense. It's, it's just more intense. I just feel like a lot more pressure when I get the ball, and I like that. I like to have pressure and to just get off it right away. And um, it's, I mean, I like even getting pushed on the boards. I know that sounds funny, but I like getting, I, got, I like to get hit sometimes. It kind of feels good. And sometimes the referees don't call fouls. They just let them play. They're very physical in indoor soccer. Now, the league that you're currently in is, is it a lower level than the National Indoor Soccer League? You said it's a semi-pro? Yeah, it's semi-pro. It's the Premier Arena Soccer League. Um, it is semi-pro. I, I don't know about the like a lower level. It is a high level because we play in the Southwest Division, so it's mostly the teams in Texas. 
Um, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it's fast. Um, the players are from colleges, other semi-pro leagues, WPSL. We there's the Houston team has a girl that just used to play for the Houston Dash. They they signed her this season. I forget her name, but I was just looking at their roster. And so there's, I mean, there's people, players all over. They're even expanding. These players who play in our league are going overseas and playing professional outdoor. They're getting looked at by scouts. So I don't, I mean, I know there's no women's teams in the MASL. And I just learned about the, the NISL, the, the league that your teams are in. And I had no idea there was a league like that. So I was looking at it. <laughs> yes, uh, it was founded in 2021, earlier last year. There are four teams in the NISL the Memphis Americans, the Fayetteville Fury, the Rome Gladiators, and the Columbus Rapids, which I'm currently an announcer for. And they plan on expanding to eight teams. I actually am excited. I want to be an ambassador for the league. I even asked the idea to one of the one of the owners of the Rapids. Has anybody considered if we expand to eight teams about possibly having an NISL All-Star game? Maybe going up against the MASL2 league? Or I always just want to just expand the horizon. And I think this thing is, is taken off and the fans are starting to come. We had quite the crowd Monday night when our teams took on the Rome gladiators. And what's really cool about going to a Columbus Rapids game is you get to go see two games. You get to see the women and the men for the price of one ticket. Yeah, that is awesome. I didn't notice that. And I think it's well worth it. And the more, you know, things get out about the indoor leagues, I think the fans will start to come because it's a, it's a great fast paced environment. It's a high scoring game at times. Um, I mean, sometimes it's like 12 to five or even closer five to five. Um, it's, it's just so fast in our league. The keepers only have five seconds to distribute the ball, whether it's in their hands or a ball back to their feet. They cannot hold it more than that. Otherwise it's a, a free kick to the other team. So it's just so quick. I just, I enjoy it. And I'm not sure what the rules are in that league, but um, it, it just looks cool. I did look at some of the games, the highlights. I listened to some of your play-by-play, and I fell in love, to be honest with you. It was just like another door open for not just for me, but for women around men and women across the country. Well, Tanya, I do hope you get your opportunity because if it's not with the Columbus Rapids, it, it possibly could be for another team in the NISL as they will expand eight teams. And I'm just excited that this league is growing. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have any teams out West close to you. There are, there are talks that right now our four teams are in the Southeast. There's talks about expanding to maybe past the Mississippi. Uh, who knows? But I, I'm excited to find out who's, who's going to be the next cities. Cause this is just incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that, Richard. I'm so excited to learn about it. Um, I, I'm going to keep my ears out, my eyes open, and I just, I, I hope I hear from somebody. I'm one of those that will go to a tryout. As you can tell, I've been to so many, um, and I just, I mean, it's just, it's, I have the passion for soccer. I, it's just, I love it so much. I just cannot bear to give it up anytime soon. I could tell you have the passion for soccer. Uh, do you have a favorite soccer player that you grew up watching that you still root for? Yeah, I mean, most of them have retired. Um, I mean, you know, Mia Hamm, this is totally old school. I used to watch Mia Hamm during my younger days. Um, I, I mean, recently, uh, female players, uh, I mean, Carly Lloyd just retired. We're, we're the same age. So um, I was pretty, like, saddened to see her retire because I'm just thinking, hey, if I can still play, I know you play at a much higher level than I can. But, uh, you know, it's really sad to see her go. I mean, you watch Marta from Brazil and Orlando. 
And I mean, right now with the guys, I really enjoy watching Christian Pulisic out of the USA team and Chelsea. Uh, it's that guy is incredible that he's quick. Uh, I, I just wish he could just stay off the injury list, but you know, those are the players I, I have watched recently and uh, the, you know, the teams I kind of root for Chelsea in the men's premier league. I, I do catch some of the women's premier league games. And the, of course I watch the NWSL when they're, but yeah, those are the teams I follow. I mean, with the, the NWSL, my favorite team is the Houston Dash because, of course, I went and tried out for them. And it's a great, that's a great club, great people over there. Now, tell me about your experience. Uh, you mentioned to me about uh, trying out for the women's national team or you have some affiliation with them or what, what's your experience like with that? Um, so it's not the, the U.S. women's national team. It was the, the PASL they have a national indoor women's team. And so that happened in June of 2021. We, I was the a part of the team, the first team that ever stood up for the women's U.S. national team. And we played a exhibition game against Mexico in Houston, Texas. And I was extremely honored to go ahead and do that. I took two teammates with me from New Mexico Lightning. Um, and it was just a, a bunch of players from our league. Um, but it was incredible. The, that Mexican team is great. They they were very well coached. You could tell they practice. They moved the ball very well. They they were in incredible shape because they would not stop running. And so I just, I mean, the experience alone was it's incredible. I will never forget it. I had a great time. I did not want the game to end. We ended the game in a five to five tie. And I, I just want to do it again. I hope I get another chance um, to represent Team USA because it was just an honorable thing to do. Uh, I, I mean, you know, that our PSL with that starting up, they actually took a USA team to the Ukraine in August to play in a seven aside outdoor setting World Cup. And so they took the championship. They won the World Cup with uh, players from our, our league, uh, both in the Southwest Division and in the East Coast Division. So they kind of mixed us all up. But I was not chosen for that. But uh Again, I hope I get another opportunity because it was awesome. That's really cool. So indoor soccer, it seems like it's a totally different sport than outdoor soccer. If they're having the World Cup, do you think that indoor soccer could be a separate event in the Olympics? See, I was thinking about that. I, I was like, man, when are, when and how can they do that? I think it will eventually become an Olympic sport because it's. I believe it's getting more popular. I mean, look at the, the NISL that just came up in 2021. Um, it's growing. I don't know how long the PASL has been around. I'm thinking it's been around for quite a bit because there used to be other teams in my area. There was teams in Phoenix. There was teams in Denver for women and men. Um, and then you have the MASL. They have League Ones and League Twos. So I believe the arena sport is going to grow. And eventually, I believe it will be an Olympic sport. And then you'll see more World Cups. Um, I mean, that, that World Cup I just spoke of is outdoor setting of seven aside, but maybe there'll be an indoor setting one. You know, especially with the league that your teams are in. And you said it's going to expand next year. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get that going pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully. And I really love the indoor game. It's starting to grow on me. When I was selected to be the play-by-play announcer for the Rapids, before I even called my first game, I got on YouTube and I started watching in the MASL. I was seeing the Tacoma Stars and the San Diego Soccers. And I looked at that and I thought, this is exciting. It feels like hockey. I love how on the penalty kicks, they can dribble it before they shoot. And I love how teams can go on a power play after a blue card. It makes it exciting. The, the scoring, if you've seen some of the games, 
the average scoring is around six to five. It's a little bit higher than the outdoor game because really a high scoring game for the outdoor game would be three to two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it it's fast paced and like those blue cards and the like the power plays. I mean, defensively, it's hard to, to play that. But offensively, it's fun because you're a man up. Um, I mean, you have to have like a strategy on defense. You have to pretty much play a zone defense. Um, that way you don't get split and then the keeper has a one-on-one. So it's a very strategic thing when you go down a player. And um, we had to face that quite a few times on New Mexico Lightning. We did face, we never faced it while playing for Team USA, but our coach had a game plan if it happened. He had a list. He was all, these are the ones are going to go in the game. If we're down near the defenders, he told us how to, to mark up, where to go. So I mean, I had to learn to play arena soccer because it's not the same as playing recreational indoor league. It's totally different. And I am just so happy that I got to do it. I'm glad that I agreed to try out for New Mexico Lightning and that I stayed on the last three years. Well, that is awesome. It sounds like you're doing what you love doing. And that's playing soccer, no matter if it's the outdoor game or the indoor game. What's really cool about soccer players is that they can adjust to the outdoor, to the indoor. We have several on the Rapids that are playing college soccer. They're on an amateur contract, but in the fall, they're going to play the outdoor game. And Mm -hmm. one of the guys on the Rapids team who plays at a local college near where the Rapids are, he's going to play this fall, and it's going to be awesome to come out and see him play soccer. And he just gets to play in the off-season indoor soccer. It's good conditioning. And Mm -hmm. he's got options to either play outdoor or indoor. And and that's what he plans on doing. It's good to have always have your options open when it comes to outdoor or indoor. And I'm really glad that you're able to still fulfill your dream and continue playing the sport that you love to play. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, a lot of it's taking care of your body. Um, I had to adjust a lot of things. I mean, I, I was told my doctor says, hey, you can't be playing five, six days a week. And I've adjusted that because I'm addicted. And it's hard not to go and play. I have to tell myself, hey, don't play today. And then it's a lot of stretching, eating better, drinking more water. So, um, but yeah, the difference between outdoor and indoor is the pace, I think. Um, I really do like outdoor as well. I, at first, that, that was my love, was this outdoor. I wanted to go as far as I could. Of course, every woman, every kid's dream is to play for the national team outdoor or whatever, because that's all there is. Um, but I honestly... I do still play outdoor. I play in adult leagues, but I just cannot get enough of this arena soccer. I, I hate when we're in the off season. I just want, I wish we could play all year round and just be in season all year round. But yeah, I I just think it's, you know, it teaches you how to have a better touch. So anyone who's doing both, I think if they're playing indoor and then they switch back to outdoor for a season, their touch is going to be better because you do have to have a better touch, a bad touch in arena soccer. You may lose the ball instantly. And that's what I liked about it. It's taught me to have, you know, better control and just to get off the ball fast. Because, you know, I have a lot of good foot skills. I I do dribble pretty well, but I'm not going to do it unless I have to. And I just, I just can't get enough of it. I I hope there is going to be more opportunities because I'm seeking it. Tanya, I have to ask, what was the best goal you ever scored? Do you remember the moment you were and how it impacted the game? Um, I want to say I, I scored one goal in college and we were down and I was actually playing stopper and the, my teammate had threw the ball into me and I, I did a test trap and I half volleyed it into the top left corner. 
the goalie didn't expect it. And I was honestly trying to just flick it into the box because I saw my other, my winger making that run. I hit it too hard, but it went in and it, you know, we tied the game. And because it was, the reason why it's exciting, because I, I'm not one to score. I don't score that often. I'm more of a playmaker, like the center mid and number 10. And I will never forget scoring in college. The My coach gave me the game ball, even though we didn't win. Um, it was because I was so happy. I was just jumping all over. And it was like my best goal, just with the touch I had. You know, it was like it wasn't easy to chest trap it and just hit it off the chest trap like that. And I'll just, you know, upper V perfectly went in. Well, I'm in awe. I'm really, I really appreciate you being a guest on this podcast. You have taught me something about soccer. And the criticism I've had is that uh, soccer is not my favorite sport. I mean, I have to admit, it's maybe my fifth favorite sport. I, I love soccer too, but I watch baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and then soccer. I mean, I'm a fan of Atlanta United. I was very happy when they won the MLS Cup in 2018. Finally, a championship for the city of atlanta Mm -hmm. but if you have a favorite club team or an mls team what what would it be men or women um so i had mentioned the women i do like the houston dash i don't think i'll ever stop liking them just because of the ties i've had i went and tried out for them um i'll be honest with you i really don't watch a lot of mls i i do watch a lot of the the premier league in europe um, so I, uh, I do watch Chelsea and Manchester City the most. Uh, occasionally I'll check out Arsenal. What I look for is the teams that can pass possess. I like watching very nice passing. But um, I mean, the, the games I had caught for the MLS was the LA Galaxy. I used to really watch them a lot when they had Landon Donovan. Um, I used to watch them the most. So I guess I'll go with the LA Galaxy locally here in the United States. Oh, a very interesting pick. And yeah. um and you know me, I mean, I'm now a fan of the Columbus Rapids. I mean, when you're the play-by-play <laughs> announcer, you are invested, and I get excited. Uh, those goal calls, I mean, we have we have a player on the women's team. She scored five goals already. Her name is Olivia Gerald. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen the highlights of her on, on the Rapids broadcast on YouTube. Um, I'm hoping to have her as a guest on the podcast. Uh, I talked to head coach Miguel Galindo about getting her on the show. She is a superstar. I mean, she mm-hmm. is one of those players. She is going to do whatever it takes to score a goal. And and she currently has five goals on the year, second in the league behind Carly Banks, who has eight. So yeah, I'm a wow. stat. I'm a stat guy. So I pretty mm-hmm. much uh, I I shoot off stats during the broadcast because I actually keep track of goals. Oh no, I was just going to say I did I did see some of those goals from the Gerald. Yeah, I did see some of her goals, and you're right. My goodness. Like she can hit that ball really well. She has really good placement, and yeah, I hadn't seen the other girl you mentioned. I haven't seen any of those goals. I just need to. I need to go to YouTube and just watch more. But I'm quite impressed with that whole the whole thing with the Rapids, the all the whole setup that you guys have. The I did check out the website, the NISL website. I did check that out too, and I was just really impressed. I I am so glad that I got introduced to it. Because honestly, again, I had no idea there was such a league. And it just gives, I mean, I could even tell my teammates, say, hey, there's a, a league out there that may, may come this way or just an opportunity if you're willing to move 
you know, relocate. Well, Tanya, I really appreciate you being a guest on the podcast and just come back whenever you have an update or give me a heads up and we'll, we'll get you back on the podcast again. I'd love to hear from you again and see how your career goes in soccer and best of luck to you. And who knows, I might see you in the NISL. Yes. Um, thank you so much. I would love to come back in and, you know, after our season is over, maybe I'll touch base with you again, or if I get another call up to the U.S. national team. Um, but yeah, regardless, I'll 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 reach out to you, and man, I hope I get a call up or get a a tryout in the NISL. That's I mean, that's on my top of my goal list now. You just honestly you just like brought another shining light to my head when I when I learned about it a few days ago. I was like, man, I really want I want this. So I look forward to it. I, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Tanya, for being on the podcast. Thank you. That was Tanya Chavez of the New Mexico Lightning. Thank you for listening to my podcast. That's all the time I have on the show. Don't forget to download and like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Hope everybody has a great night. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.